It's time for Green and Gold Insiders on Wisconsin's Afternoon News. ESPN Milwaukee's Jason Wilde is with us. Wilde and Tausch, 9 a.m. to noon on ESPN Milwaukee. Jason, good afternoon. Thanks for making some time for us. Anytime for you two. How are we doing? We're doing all right. It's been a frustrating season, I think, for many Packers fans. And yesterday I had a lot to do around the house, and so I had the TV on in the background. And every time I happened to look up, it just seemed like there was something frustrating going on. I mean, the lateral that was clearly a lateral inside the 10-yard line that was not called a lateral, the PAT that was blocked. I, Jason, it's been so frustrating. What do you say to fans who say, this is getting tough to watch? It's okay to be frustrated. It's, it's, it's okay. Like the, first of all, they did get hosed on the lateral. Call. Yes. There's no two ways about it. And, you know, I, was actually, I actually asked Matt LaFleur about this, and then a bunch of us were talking about it afterward. I said, would it at least help? If they would have said, "Hey, Matt, look, we blew the whistle. We shouldn't have. Uh, we can't. We can't cha- accept the challenge on the play. Uh, you know, we're going to give you your timeout back and your challenge back. We're just going to call it a. We whistled it dead." And he said, "No, that wouldn't have helped." Which I I appreciate his candor, but the fact of the matter is, is that they blew the call, and that the official who blew his whistle. You know, the rule is, is that if there's a clear and immediate recovery, even if the ball was not initially ruled a fumble, you can award possession to the recovering team. And as Matt pointed out today, they clearly recovered it. Rashawn Gary clearly recovered it. But because they blew the whistle, the, basically the replay folks were covering for the on-field crew that screwed up. They let the play just run out, which they usually do. That's usually the the default setting, then it would have been ruled a fumble, and the Packers would have had, a ball, had the ball inside the 10-yard line late in the first half with a chance to go in and score and take the lead going into halftime. So they got, they got totally hosed on that. Uh, one of the, the thing that bothers me about yesterday's performance, if I were a Packers fan, is that while there was a bunch of growth moments for young players, including Jordan Love, who I would argue, I know he threw two picks, I thought he had his best game of the season. I thought he was better than he was against the Bears. Uh, he was much better down the field. But two guys that are supposed to be the few veterans that you have, Josiah Deguara olays his block on the extra point, which gets blocked. So that's a veteran player screwing up. And then Aaron Jones not getting out of bounds late in the game, instead cutting it inside when they're out of timeouts. That's a rookie mistake made by a seventh-year guy. So if I was going to be irritated if I was a Packers fan, those would be the two things that I'd be most irritated with, along with the officials. You know, I, Jones had a bad day, Jason, and it's rare to say that. He I did. mean, we've been talking for weeks about, boy, you just got to get him more involved. He's got to be healthy. He's the guy who makes this offense go. And and I do believe that's true. There were a couple of drops yesterday. And for Lafleur to specifically call out Aaron Jones and the presser after the game and say he's got to get out of bounds. It, it's just not common for him to throw a player under the bus, and it was deserved. It's just not something Matt does terribly often. Yeah, that, you're exactly right, Greg. That's what jumped out at me, uh, the fact that he actually did that, because that shows you how disappointed he was in a player who, like if Dontavion Wicks or Luke Musgrave or Tucker Craft or uh, any of those rookies makes that mistake, he says, hey, you know, we're learning how to win, and we got young guys who make young guy mistakes. 
you know, we, we got to get out of bounds there. We'll coach them up on that, make sure they understand. But I, I just, I, it was baffling to, to use Lafleur's word from uh, our back and forth this afternoon. It was baffling to me that a guy of Aaron Jones's experience would have that kind of brain cramp in that moment. So you mentioned Love had a great day. I was going to ask you the question: If if this year is all about figuring out if Jordan Love is the guy, did his performance help his cause yesterday, or did it hurt his cause yesterday? Because there were brilliant moments, and then moments where you think, man, that you wish for a better result. Yeah, look, I I don't. I think it definitely helped his cause. Uh, I thought, you know, whether you know, I know you've done coaching, uh, I've done coaching, certainly not at the NFL level. But if you ever coached at, at anything, the biggest thing you want as a coach is that when you give a coaching point, and I said this to LaFleur today, you know, when you give a coaching point, you want your players to respond to that coaching point and then follow the advice you gave and then do it better the next time. And after the Rams game, LaFleur came out and said, you know, I want, I want Jordan to be decisive. I want him to stop thinking so much and let it rip. And there's no doubt that yesterday he did. Now, there were a couple of moments that didn't turn out so great. But first of all, I would say the second interception at the end, I, I don't think that that's a terrible play by him. Obviously, the, the Steelers made a good play. He was wrong to throw the ball to Watson on the first interception. That, as Matt explained after the game and again this afternoon, that, that ball is designed to go to either Luke Musgrave, uh, kind of over the middle, or to the backside, uh, to I think Tucker Kraft would have been the receiver over there. And instead, Jordan threw the ball to, to Watson. Now, we heard Aaron Rodgers say this a lot, and I brought this up to Matt as well. Aaron used to always say, look, you've got to run your route to win, even if it's not designed to go to you, because you never know what might happen. I might have to go to you. And in this instance, you know, if you watch how Christian Watson ran that uh, out and up on that play, he, he kind of ran it. I don't want to get his dad mad at me, but he kind of ran it lazy. And he didn't make the out part before he went on the up part. And if he does it, he's probably more open against Patrick Peterson, and it's probably a touchdown. And so while Jordan may have made the wrong decision there, I would also say that his receiver did not help him. Marvin Harrison Jr. would look awfully good in a Packers (laughs) uniform. Yeah, and I could hear Tausch call him Maserati Marv every day that we talk about him. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, yeah, he would. Look, they, they have – I'm, I'm really excited about Dontavion Wicks. Uh, I don't take a lot of victory laps, uh, usually because I don't have any reason to. But I have liked him from the jump, and he has been really good. I like Jaden Reed a lot. Those guys – and I, I, this was another thing that I mentioned in our press conference with LaFleur a little while ago – they just have to. They just seem to have a really good feel for the game, right? They, when they go up against the zone coverage, they find the little openings and sit down in them so they're open for Jordan Love to throw them the ball. And there's other guys that don't have that feel, including Christian Watson at times. Uh, and so I just think that that's so valuable that they have a good feel for the game. That's going to serve them well, and they're only going to get better from here. But those two guys, you know, if you forced me to to kind of rank. They're wide receivers right now. Uh, I would say Wicks one, Reed two, Dobbs three, and then Watson is four. Uh, and then Samari Toure and, and Malik Heath after that. I, I, I think I, I just don't want people to give up on Watson. I know there's fans that are frustrated with him, 
He has not been the big play receiver, but I, I really believe that that four-game stretch last year when he was so statistically dominant, I think that led people to think he was further along than he was. He's only a second-year player. He came from North Dakota State. He didn't play at Georgia or Alabama. I think he's experiencing typical growing pains that we kind of forget about because he's surrounded by guys even younger than him. All right, I always feel better. We have the chance to chat. ESPN Milwaukee's Jason Wildy. Thanks, buddy. I'll send you a bill for the therapy, guys. Take care. Be good. (laughs)